What is going on, guys? My name is Caleb, and this is No Huddle with Caleb Davis. Today, we have a special guest, Mr. Ty Owens from the Sports Talk with ZNT. I'm going to let him introduce himself and talk about what they do on his show. Ty, take All right. it from you. All right. I'm, so I'm Ty from the Sports Talk with ZNT, and we talk a lot about the NBA, NFL. Um, I don't normally talk about college sports, but I definitely do watch college sports, so I can definitely touch in on that on here, which I'm excited, looking forward to do, get another angle to talk about. So I'm excited about that. So this college here about the sports talk with ZNT. Um, this college football realignment has been absolutely ridiculous, and it doesn't yeah, necessarily look like it might be done. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I'm a Big 12 fan, so looking at this kind of hurts for me because I'm a KU fan. But I, our football program stinks anyway, so it's not going to affect me that much when it comes to that. But um, it's crazy why. I mean, looking at the top 25, there's only like two or three Big 12 teams in it, and that's obviously Texas OU. So. Iowa State's in there as well. Iowa State. Well, they and could probably go to the Big 10, I would think. Um, I shared something on the Facebook page, and I'm going to see if I can pull it up. Um, breaking, and I'm not sure. This is from Bruce Feldman. It says, current Big 12 members, Kansas and Iowa State, are expected to formally apply for full Big 10 membership in the coming days, while the league is expected to vote and accept their application swiftly. Sources have described this situation as surprising but imminent. So what are your thoughts about your Kansas Jayhawks going to the Big, to the Big 10 which to me has made the most sense all along. Yeah, I think, um, well, definitely for our basketball program, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think well, we're going to be able to compete with those teams. I think the Big 12 was one of the better conferences in basketball last year, actually. National Championship but, Baylor. Yep, and we had Oklahoma State. We had a lot of good teams. Um, some of them didn't perform well in the tournament, like Texas. Um but looking at it, it, it it is imminent. I mean, it just makes the most sense for KU to go there. Sadly, our football program is going to be even worse now. <laughs> I'm not completely sold on that because Lance Leipold, who, who, I thought he was a great hire. And yeah. He, uh, he turned that Buffalo program around. He's won national championships at the D2 level. So, like, he's not a complete bum like some of you other guys that y'all hired. But yeah, for Kansas, yeah. this was the one school that I felt like had nothing to do with the football move. Exactly. Just because their football team has been so irrelevant. Yeah. For the last, like, I would say 13 years since yeah. the last time we played. But we always hired, like, big-name guys. Like, you know, we had Charlie Weiss in the past, and then we got Les Miles. But those I guys thought- were – I mean, they were highly regarded, but I didn't think they were the right guys for the job, honestly. I thought Les Miles could do something because I feel like he had something to prove. I thought so, too, at first. I was, But then over time, I was like, yeah, it's just the same old stuff with, we had with Charlie Weiss three years in and teams not even. I didn't understand the Charlie Weiss hire. That I didn't yeah. understand because it's not like he was coming off from doing anything. Exactly. He so, was I mean I think he was with New England maybe at the time. Yeah, I think he was coming off being New England's defensive coordinator. Yeah. Or something like that. Coordinator. Something That's like just, that. 
Something like that, yeah. But, but yeah, so it's definitely, and I do, I've seen some interesting realignment talks with the Big 12. <laughs> if they stay, if they go, you know, a potential Big 12, Pac-12 merger. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I've but. also seen basically where the rest of these eight schools just go independent. But it if it's eight, you what? I can see that, and I would because I mean Notre Dame's been able to do it. There's been other teams able to do it, right? But if the That's value the of your eight teams without Texas and Notre Dame drops from thirty million to nine million, what do yeah. you think you're going to get as an independent when it's just on your school alone? That's exactly. my only train of thought there is you're right. Notre Dame has been independent, but Notre Dame has been independent for the history of time minus last year in the yeah. COVID football season. So yeah, they exactly. have the, they have the, the credibility to be an independent school. Yep. They have the, and the money too. <laughs> if, if you take away the merger and I think I don't, I lied. I think I don't, I don't think I have that graphic anymore. Um, if you take away a merger and you basically disband the whole Big 12, to me, if I'm the Pac-12, I'm going to grab these Texas schools yeah. just like when the SEC went and grabbed A&M and mm -hmm. solidified, not so solidified, but just expanded their recruiting profile in Texas. If I'm a Pac-12 yeah. school, I'm trying to do the same exact thing to where yeah. I have tried to extend my footprint Get Baylor. Um, I mean, get definitely... Baylor. Get Texas Tech. Get yeah, you're Tech. gonna get Baylor. You're, I found it right here. So you're gonna get Baylor. You're gonna go to Texas Tech. You're gonna get TCU. You're probably gonna go get Oklahoma State too. Yeah, and possibly I'm, maybe K State. I mean, but I've seen Kansas them out State. West. Kansas State is the one that I look at, and I'm not sure where to put them. Yeah, because I agree. Theoretically, West Virginia never made sense in the Big Twelve. And there's been some mutual interest yeah. between West Virginia and the ACC. So West Virginia to the ACC makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, like I said, Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU, and probably Oklahoma State. If I'm the Pac-12, that's what I'm going to get. Iowa State, Kansas to the Big Ten. And then what do you do with Kansas State? Because yeah, Kansas State they? doesn't excel at anything. They're usually just pretty competitive at everything. Yeah, exactly. The graphic I dropped. The graphic I dropped on our on our Facebook page on the Rocky Mountain Sports Report um, had Kansas State going to the Mountain West. Which, if you expand the playoffs, it's not going to matter what conference you're in. Yeah, that's true because there'll be a lot of teams like Cincinnati, get, one of the A uh, AAC teams too, being in there. The other the other interesting thing I thought is you know the Big Twelve has now gone through. This will be their second depletion. But I'm curious, yeah. two years ago when you had a chance to add Houston, and I think UCF was in that, yeah. these potential teams that you were adding, who said no? Like, yeah. did Texas come in and say, we don't want these teams? Like, it who? could have been you or – well, Texas right. pretty much ran the Big 12. I mean, and that's, the Big 12 – And that's the thing. When Texas goes to the SEC, the SEC is not going to cater to Texas because the revenue is shared equally. And, yeah, and Greg Sankey has, huh? They don't need Texas to be. And successful. that's the thing. And I went to, and I, and I made a video about this, about does Texas need the SEC more than the SEC needs Texas. And they both kind of need each other in the grand scheme of yeah. things because Texas needs it to become relevant again. 
Yeah. If you look when A and M moved to the SEC, their recruiting ranking average jumped from twenty to top ten. Yeah. So and good in the SEC. Exactly, and players were more willing to stay at home to go to A and M than to leave to go play for an SEC team. Exactly. So my other my other train of thought here is if you keep the Big Twelve together. And this report says Kansas and Iowa State have reached out. If they decide to stay in the Big 12 and, you know, you're going to add – if I'm the Big 12 and I'm going to stay together, I'm looking at BYU. I'm looking yep, at Boise BYU. State. Boise I'm State looking at a Memphis. I'm looking at Memphis. Cincinnati. And I'm looking at a Central Florida. Those yep. are the four teams that I – five teams that I'm looking at to, to try to bring into my conference. Yeah, who I like, uh, you like Cincinnati coming a lot? Right, and Cincinnati they've been in both sports in the, over recent time. And that's the other thing, Cincinnati. And if you look at their schedule this year, Gus Malzahn at UCF is going to be tough. They're favored to win that conference. They play Indiana. That's going to be a right team. Notre Dame's going to be a right team. If you look at yeah. ESPN, came out with their power rankings, and I'll throw them up at the bottom for those of y'all watching. Live or those of y'all that are going to catch this on YouTube, um, Notre Dame, according to ESPN, is going to be a top ten team to start the season, and Indiana is going to start the se- start the year at seventeen. Cincinnati's sitting at eleven. Yeah, so you go twelve and zero. You have two ranked wins, and you started, yeah, and you didn't playoff. start unranked. You have a legit chance to to make a case to be in the playoffs. Yep. So I'm interested to see this Cincinnati take care of business. I did my uh, my American Conference preview, and I picked. I think I picked. I think the game against Indiana is in Indiana, so I picked Cincinnati to lose that game, just because it's a road game, and Michael Penix will have. I think that's like the fifth or sixth week of this year, so he'll have some time under him as he recovers from the ACL to get back into game shape. In but Indiana he, was. And they should have beat Ohio State last year. Yeah, I agree. They should have beat Ohio State last year. Um, And I I think Notre Dame with the quarterback issue, while they do have um, Jack Cohn transferring in from from Wisconsin, I just – you have that quarterback. It's just a new quarterback, and Cincinnati's defense is for real. Yeah. And they're returning everybody. Desmond Ritter comes back. They're two top receivers. They had six receivers average over 10 yards of carry last year, or 10 yards of catch last year. So they spread the ball out. And I say the same thing I said about Indiana Ohio State. Cincinnati should have been Georgia last year. As much as I'm a Georgia guy, I got my hat on, I'm representing. Georgia looked very lackluster and should have lost that bowl game last year. So it's going to be interesting to see what Cincinnati shows as to what they can be. Yeah, because they got a a real chance, like you said. I mean, to exactly. be in the playoff station. If uh, if that Central Florida game is in the Belt House in Orlando, I'm picking Central Florida. But that game is in Cincinnati, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a game late in October. And it's gonna be cold, yeah. and that defense is. I think I think that defense is gonna win that game for them. So I'm gonna throw up my Heisman predictions here. We kind of touched on this before. Uh, from the five guys I got here, Spencer Rattler, JT Daniels, Sam Howell, Brock Purdy, DJ Uilagale, who do you think has the best chance to win the Heisman this year? 
I'll say Spencer Rattler, honestly. Um, you know how OU quarterbacks are when it comes to this. I mean, they're like the Heisman Trophy winners, like four out of the last six times or something like that. But yeah, because you had would, Kyler, you had Baker, you had Jalen Hurts, who was a finalist. He he's in that long lineage of, of Oklahoma quarterbacks for sure. That yeah. you know, um, and Victor shouts. Victor says he agrees with him. He says Spencer Rattler. It's going to be the guy. And Clemson as well, having a chance just because I think Clemson's team is still really good around them. The only thing I worry about Clemson is you're replacing the run of – you're replacing the Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. You're replacing yep. uh, Travis Etienne at quarterback – or running back. And I think yeah. they lost two of their top receivers. And yeah. they have a tough start. They play Georgia, who returns, you know, some guys. Yeah, and Georgia's looking to be good this year. I mean, well, until you beat Alabama, I can only go. I can only believe in you so much as a Georgia guy. I just you gotta you gotta get it done. Um, yeah, man, man, they're just so good. I'm not surprised for one. I mean, you know, everybody every, says, "Well, Bama doesn't rebuild; they retool." And yeah, they got five star guys coming in like they do. It's that's that's what it is. It's a retool. Yeah. It's a retool. Nick Saban came out, and I can't think of the quarterback's name, but he's a five-star guy, and I wish I had his name in front of me, and I don't. But he's going to be the backup quarterback to Bryce Young. And Nick Saban came out and said he's probably the fastest guy on our team. So look for – and like I said, I wish I had his name, and by Thursday's show I will. Um, look for him to get him involved in that offense because speed kills. I got a question for you since you watched SEC. How do you think Mac Jones is going to transform into the NFL? I No matter what happens this year, I'm going to give Mac Jones a pass because I don't know how much he's actually going to play. And we don't know exactly what weapons he's going to have around him. Yeah. Now there's going to be a lot of pressure on Bill Belichick to play him if they start out one and four. Yeah, one and last four. year showed he's still not the guy. Yeah, I agree. But that. the one thing, just, and up until recently, Nick Saban hasn't put out quarterbacks in the NFL like you know he put Tua, he's put Jalen, he now has Max Jones, but he didn't always put quarterbacks out like that. Yeah. So. I'm interested to – with Alabama, the quarterback question is always, is it the QB or is it the talent around the QB? Exactly. Because you had two the- receivers go in the top ten. Yep. You had there Najee you Harris go, I think, 22nd. Offensive line, uh, so, Leatherwood, first right, round. So. Exactly. So you had all this talent around them. So when you are the best team with the best players, you know, is it the talent or – is it the guy? Exactly. And, you know, up, I mean, Alabama had a – I mean, they lost at Auburn last year, but, you know, they they allowed half a hundred to to Mississippi, to Ole Miss, but they're off yeah. scored. So that's what I'm going to be intrigued to see, the level of efficiency of Bryce Young and what, yeah. you know, how that offense is going to – is going to um, – is going to respond this year. Because they're yeah, not gonna, they're not going to be as explosive as what they were last year. I agree. 
There was a stat that came out that Nick as well with uh, huh? Bryce with Mac, Mac Jones. I think it's going to be a different approach as to the Probably, game plan. because Bryce Young is a lot more athletic. Yep. I expect to see like Hurts. Like a yeah, Hurts ran that's, what I, that's, that's exactly what I was about to say as well. Um, there was a stat that came out. I think Alabama's defense averaged, I don't know, 20 yards, giving up 20, 20 points a game, and people are worried about that defense. If yeah. your defense is averaging 20 points, giving up 20 points, and you're worried about that defense, you're doing something right over there. Yeah, exactly. You're doing something yeah. right over there. For real. So, um, any like I know there's you got Alabama, Miami, you got Clemson, Georgia, um, Iowa, Iowa State played early in the year. What That's games good. are you looking for this year to watch? Looking forward to watch. Well, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to watch KU play K State. Because this, this could be one of the last times that it happens. In the I Apple mean. Cup. No, not the Apple Cup. The uh, Sunflower, Sunflower Showdown. Sunflower Showdown. Apple Cup is Washington. I don't know where I got that from. But um, Other than that, I am looking forward to that Iowa-Iowa State game. And then, obviously, watching the SEC, there's going to be some good games with Bama and possibly – Bama and Florida play early in the year. Um, You're right. Bama and Florida play early in the year. They play like week three. Or something. Yeah, so that'll be. So they definitely, it's going to be feet to the fire quickly between Miami yep. and, then, like I said, you play Florida early in the year. I'm interested to see if you go to the Alabama Miami game. Uh, Derek King is another guy coming, recovering from, I believe he had a torn ACL as well. At least so, um, yeah. So I'm interested to see how he recovers from. Um, I'm interested to see. How he, he does on that Alabama. athletic quarterback, so he exactly. likes uses a lot. So exactly, it's exactly. gonna be interesting. So I, uh, I'm interested to see how they do because if you look at their schedule, they play Alabama, and they basically go in hiding. Not because you know if they lose the game, they're gonna be dropped out, but it's Alabama. You're not expected to win. Yeah, exactly. they just don't play any notable games. And so I think the middle of October when they play North Carolina. Yeah. So that's the team. This year. I'm interested to see how North Carolina does because they they lost two. They lost two thousand yard rushers. Yeah. Um, they also lost, I believe, their top receiver. And they have a transfer coming in from Dayami Brown, I think that was his name. Yeah. Dayami Brown. Yes. Yeah. Um so I'm interested to see how Mac Brown, but Mac Brown has turned that team around very quickly. Yeah, he has compared to what they were when he got there. Um, so I'm interested to see who am I looking for right here? Javante Williams. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. And uh, my my streams go to Rocky Mountain Sports Report, and they're all Denver Broncos fans. So that Chief stuff behind you probably yeah. is not going to sit very well. With my guys, so I do want to apologize ahead of time, but um, <laughs> you know, Javante Williams got drafted the Broncos, and yep. like I said, they got, the, they got, huh? I think he's gonna be a good player in the NFL. I think he will too. And I kind of touched on that with my guys. We talked about you know which running back out there is gonna make gonna make the biggest impact, and they said they could see that guy starting, you know, towards the end of the yeah. year. From so outside, everybody, I think he could have a better year than um. Melvin Gordon, honestly. 
we we talked about this in our group chat. You know, you have him, you have Royce Freeman, and you also have Melvin Gordon. Which one of those do you get rid of? Because you don't need three guys like that. Yeah, I would see what the focus is for Melvin And Victor, Gordon. which is one of my guys out there, said, so whatever you do, you're not getting rid of Melvin Gordon. <laughs> so, for sure, you're not getting rid of Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Um, but they, I can see him doing it, but I could just see him outperforming him and then towards the end of the year. Right. Which is what I was thinking, too. Right. But, you know, to not get too far in the NFL, you know, we have this conversation daily with our group. You know, who uh, who's going to play quarterback out there in Denver? Which one of those quarterbacks are going to are going to uh, step up? I mean, I, just I keep really trying to tell them that. I keep trying to tell them don't. I keep trying to tell them don't don't sleep on Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater will not win you the game, but he also will not lose you the game. I think Broncos fans were really like high on Drew Locke, um, and he did he did show some flashes his rookie year. But I, I'm not high on him at all. I just I, I loved I him at Missouri. I thought he was a great quarterback. I thought he was a great uh, college quarterback as well. I but thought, I just, and I was like, oh, they got him in the second round. That's a steal. But my guys are telling me he's just he's just too inconsistent. Yeah. way I mean, too inconsistent. Kind of like a Ryan Fitzpatrick guy possibly in the future, that backup that comes in, you know, like a stock gap quarterback for some teams. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting because if Drew Locke doesn't make doesn't fix doesn't figure it out this year, um, then do the Broncos rebuild again, yeah. or do they just go try to find a veteran quarterback? Like, what is the next? What is the next step? Because Von Miller's only getting older. I, if I was them, and I know Rogers, if he comes becomes available this uh, upcoming offseason, I'll be trying to make a push for him. Or maybe even trying to, to make for Watson right now, but with all the allegations, it's kind of hard to do right now. If I am anybody, I'm staying as far away from Deshaun Watson as yeah. I can until I know until, what's until I know exactly what that situation <laughs> is. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just it's just been crazy. Like I said, I'm staying as far away from him as I can. Yeah. Um, I which I told my guys, I'm like, hey, if you can go get Aaron Rodgers, well, he's not going to jail. Right. But if he jails, you know, by week seven and you go, you can't go eight and eight yeah, anymore. So you go like, you go like 10 and, you go 10 and seven. Exactly. You look like the Buccaneers. You go 10 and seven. But the difference is before he reworked his contract, he had two years and now he has one after this year. You at least still yeah. have him for another year. Yep, exactly. So that was my my thing to them is this is not a one year move. No, this would be like if you get Rodgers, you can at least move off lock and figure out your next step from there, or you keep lock for a couple and of years him, and you let him but, learn from Aaron Rodgers. That wouldn't be a, a bad so, idea. Um, so you have Trevor Lawrence, you have Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Who's going to have the better NFL career? I think um, Trevor Lawrence will have the best NFL career out of those guys. You think so? Yeah. He went to high I school think, about 40 minutes from where I live in Cartersville, Georgia. So. Okay, so that's far. Yeah, I just think um, looking at the Jaguars, they're obviously they're rebuilding, but I think they will. They've also been rebuilding for how many years now? 
Yeah, exactly. And then they finally got things together and it only lasted like a year and then it right. was just completely torn down from there. So Victor's on but, team team Trey Lance. Lance, he says Lance, has, he says Lance has better pieces than Trevor Lawrence. I'm actually definitely. gonna go. I'm gonna go if we're talking about pieces around them. I, I don't. I'm gonna go Justin Fields, and here's why: the Bears have a defense, and San Francisco has a defense too. But I feel like the Bears' defense is better. If I'm Chicago, um, Justin Fields is not starting until at least Week Four. Because you're up yep. with the Rams, and then, yeah, you have the Bengals in between, but then you also have the Browns. I don't want Justin Fields playing either one of those defenses between the yeah. Rams or the Browns. Uh, and then you have, uh, like, the Lions, and you have the Raiders. So, like, you have some teams that, you know, yeah, like, don't uh, have – Those Raiders. are the guys I want him to figure out how to play quarterback. I don't want him figuring it out against Aaron Donald or, you know, Jadavion yeah. Clowney and Miles Garrett. Yeah, exactly. Those are not guys I want him to figure out um, figure out how to play quarterback. Yeah, I would agree with that for so, sure. Um, I mean, you see you know, what the Rams did to Tua last year, right? They just, I think, I think they turned him over five times in that game, yeah. and they made yeah, him just stuff. look completely clueless on how to play quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and then we will jump off of here. Um, does Bama repeat? Yes, sadly, but yes. Can you pick? Can you pick against them until they show they can't do it? No, I could not with not until uh, Saban's gone. Honestly, and we have not, a, you know he just got his his um, he just got his contract renewed till twenty twenty eight. He's gonna be there for so years. He's gonna terrorize the SEC for a long, long time, which yep. is sad. Very sad because, you know, Georgia's yeah. in the SEC. So, <laughs> and here's interesting. Three of the first five games are going to tell us, really, four of the first six games are going to tell us Alabama's schedule is front-loaded. Four of the first six games for Alabama are going to tell us what's going on. Miami. Then you have Florida in the swamp. They could slip up and lose one of those games because it's early season with a different quarterback. And they exactly. did lose – a lot of players. I know they still got good five-star players behind them, exactly. but it's going to be just different players. They're going to have to make that transition really quick. Yeah. So, Miami and Atlanta, Florida in the swamp, Ole Miss comes in, and A and M come, and then you go at A and M on October 9th. Florida, honestly, definitely. So that's yeah. one, two, three. I mean, you could. Would I be surprised? Do I expect Alabama to lose any of these games? No. Mm, I if don't Kellen Bond was the quarterback at A and M, I would say yes. But he's in the NFL yep. now with Minnesota. Do I expect him and Ole Miss? If that game was in Tuscaloosa, I'd probably pick a second-year Lane Kiffin to beat. Excuse me. If that game was in Oxford, I'd probably pick a second-year Lane Kiffin team to beat Alabama. If Kellen is, is on is the quarterback in A and M, that game is at College Station. Yeah. Um, but and do I expect? Would I would I be surprised if Alabama lost one of these games? No. I wouldn't either. Do I, I, mean, I expect? Can do I expect I just, him to lose any of these games? No. Here's mm -hmm. why. Derek King's coming off of a torn ACL. Emory Jones is going to be – I think he's going to have two starts before he plays Bama. Ole Miss, until they show me they can play defense, don't play defense. And a and is going to have a new quarterback this year. So, yeah. it's yeah, definitely well, – too. 
If they had Trask, I'd be ready to be like Florida's winning that game, honestly. Even though to he me, wasn't even if you have, To me, you have to have what you have last year and yeah. Pitts and Pitts. Um, Pitts and, and Tony to for me to pick Florida to, 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 win, that um, to win that game. So I'm looking to see if – Huh? There could be an upset, but it- – Right, and it's college football, so would it, like I said, would it surprise me? No. Do I expect it to happen? No. You know who actually I think is the big winner schedule-wise this year? While, yes, Georgia opens at – at uh, well, I say at – it's a neutral side game in Charlotte, so it might as well be a home game against Clemson. Right. But, I mean, you have Clemson, UAB, <laughs> South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky, Florida, Missouri, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, Georgia Tech. Outside of the Clemson game, who scares you? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Because you didn't pull yeah. A&M out this year. You don't have Alabama this year. You don't play LSU. you got Auburn, and you got Arkansas out of the West. Yeah, they can make a run. And they beat both yeah. of those teams last year. And Auburn has to figure out, A, what they're going to be under Brian Harson, who I think was a great hire. And B, what is Bo Nix? Yeah, I was about to say that. What is Bo Nix? And I was listening to I was a freshman, but um, I'm not so high on him anymore. I think he's he's. I was listening to. I do a lot of. I listen to a lot of different podcasts. I was listening Mm -hmm. to the Late Kit podcast with Josh. Josh Payne is his name, and he was talking about. what were we just talking about? I lost my train of thought. What were we just talking about? Oh, we were talking about, he was talking about Bo Nix at Auburn. Yeah, and Bo Nix. The Gus Malzahn system is not ideal for Bo Nix. Yeah, He's I not that style that. quarterback. Now, the question is, do you have to retrain his brain on if he's going to be more? Because the Brian Harson offense is not an up-tempo. It's not necessarily a pro style either, but Bo Nix can thrive and that's the offense. Yeah. Um, but do you have to retrain him, or does he just have the switch that he can flip off? Yeah, I think Tank they would also, obviously they would hope he has the switch. But Tank I think Beasley's be coming back. Tank Beasley is coming back. Yeah. So they're gonna have a solid running game. Um. So it's gonna be interesting. I think this year and then last year. It's going to come down to the quarterback play of Bo Nix. And yeah, we're going to have two games. This is the – you know, they've got kind of a front-loaded schedule also. Uh, maybe – I don't know if I want Auburn's schedule. You open up with Akron and Alabama State, and that'll tell us what Bo Nix is. Then you go yeah, to Penn exactly. State. Then Georgia Ooh, State comes in. Then you have a tough – and then your SEC just godly comes in. LSU, Georgia, Arkansas, who's going to be much improved under Sam Pittman's yeah. second year. Ole Miss, that's the lane train. They're, they're going to score 150,000 points this year. Then you go to A&M, Mississippi State comes in. Then you travel across to Columbia, South Carolina for the game there, and then Alabama is at home. And that seems to be when Auburn always gets them is when they're at home. So right, yeah. we're going to find out very early what Sam, what uh, Bo Nix is going to be. Yeah, Bo Nix. So – um, so how often do you do your shows? I've had you on so, mine, so tell us how yours goes. 
uh, sporadic, honestly, but I try to do like three to four shows a week. Okay. Um, they're normally, sometimes they're just quick little videos or sometimes they're longer videos. Right. But I, I don't normally go live, but I'm actually, now that I found this stream yard, I, I think I'm about to be doing that more often. So. Yeah, and I'll get with you once we go off air. And I'll yeah. help you through that a little bit. I still have a few more minutes. Um, well, I appreciate you coming on. I've enjoyed talking to you. We've, uh, yeah, just 30 minutes went by quick. Yeah, I did. I wish I had more time, but you know, we got adult bills to pay. So, exactly. I'll I'll be off Monday. Um, if you, if you're off, absolutely. We will work on something. Go follow my Twitter. It's uh, RMSN No Huddle on Facebook, Rocky Mountain Sports Report. I'm actually going to be starting this Thursday broadcasting on Coast to Coast Entertainment Network. Go follow their Facebook page. Go follow me on YouTube. It's going to be No Huddle. This episode will be up on YouTube and out for podcast listening very shortly. You guys have a great rest of your night, the rest of your day. Ty, thank you for your time, and I will talk to you down the road. See you, boy. 